Welcome to the Phillies Focus Podcast. On today's episode, I'll be looking back on the last week of games in which the Phillies went 3-2. and two. I'll be looking, trying to focus on some positives during this 3-6 and six start. I'll be touching base on the pitching struggles from the bullpen and the starters and the command issues. I'll be updating on some injuries as well as looking ahead to the next week of games. So without further ado, let's get this started. Interestingly, Pete Rose used to use a uh, a bat that was manufactured in, J- in Japan, the Mizuno bat, when I was bat boying for the Phillies, and it was oh, really? the hardest wood I had ever touched. All right, well, some positives from last week after my last episode we did get that first win against the Yankees on Tuesday by a score of 4-1 to one. I did predict Schwarber hitting a home run to get the team going so that came to fruition and Matt Stram uh, pitched four good innings against New York and the bullpen just kind of uh, shut them down after that I believe Kimbrell only gave up one run at the end uh, but other than that, they had 10 hits, and Marsh home, uh, hit a home run as well as Schwarber, and the bullpen held it down to get our first win of the season by 4-1. to one. Wednesday was the Garrett Cole-Aaron Nola matchup, and Nola pitched a heck of a lot better than he did against Texas, but wasn't good enough to go against Cole, who was really pitching well that day, had a lot of strikeouts, and... Phillies just couldn't really get anything going other than Schwarber had another home run on back-to-back days in that game, but we weren't a- ever able to take the lead or pull out the victory, so we lost that one 4-2. to two. Then had a, a uh, postponement on Thursday, which moved the game to Friday against Cincinnati, our home opener in which we raised the flag. Kind of cool how they had Harper and Hoskins out there to hoist up the flag before the game and uh kind of kind of rolled into the game on that one uh, with the good vibes rolling real muto had a monster home run to start off the scoring for the phillies and they won by a score of five to two uh to open up undefeated at home after the after that one on friday and the bullpen was phenomenal uh wheeler pitched a lot better as so uh same as nola did um wasn't great i believe he had three walks five strikeouts but pitched a lot better but the bullpen was phenomenal they only gave up one hit in the uh in the entire game once they came in i think in the uh for the last three and two thirds so only gave up one hit and zero runs and the phillies won that by a score of five to two and then Saturday was the fun one. Um, another tough one that I predicted against Nick Lodolo, who pitched really well against them last year. They they always have so much trouble versus a good left-handed pitcher. And and he pitched phenomenal. He ended up having 12 strikeouts, went 7-plus uh, innings, and really just shut them down. They couldn't get really anything going all game. So they uh, Bailey Falter pitched another really good game, only gave up uh, a couple runs. Um, the Phillies struck out 15 times uh, in the game. They, like I said, Lodolo had 12, and then 
Um, Edwin Diaz's brother, who's a relief pitcher for the Reds, came in in the eighth and struck out the side. So they had 15 strikeouts. But then came the bottom ninth, and there were shades of last year's Phillies teams creeping through in this one. Just a phenomenal bottom ninth. Uh, Cassiano started off with a walk, and then uh, they got a another base runner. I believe it was first and third with no outs, and Brandon Marsh had a big hit. And then um, after that, who was it? Forget exactly after that what happened, but everything happened so fast. I know, uh, or Alec Bohm had the uh, the first hit, and then Brandon Marsh, and then um, after that, Stock came up with a tie, or an Edmundo Sosa hit a sack fly, a deep sack fly to center field to tie it, and then Brandon Marsh stole second base with uh, with one out. And nobody else on. It's a score of two to two. Marsh had a huge steal to get into scoring position, and then Bryson Stott, who's been on fire, uh, had the walk off base hit to right field. Uh, the right fielder bobbled it. I don't think it would have been a very close play at home, ha- even had he fielded it cleanly and made a good throw. But it may have been, but uh, he didn't even get the throw off. So the Phillies storm back. After they hadn't scored a run all game, 15 strikeouts, went into the bottom ninth, down two to nothing, and ended with a score of three to two. So the vibes were rolling at that point. We went won three out of four, uh, cut our uh, cut our deficit to 500 down to two at by uh, improved to three and five. So then we uh, went into Sunday trying to sweep the Reds, get back to four and five, or inch closer back to five hundred, I should say. And uh, things were looking pretty good. Alec Bohm had another home run, another monster shot to left field, almost hit in the second deck, and they were up uh, by a score of four to two. Taiwan Walker again did not look great. Um, Better, I guess, I guess better than his first game against the Yankees, but he had five walks. He had five walks, so that's been a common theme so far with the Phillies pitching staff is uh, lack of control, giving up way too many extra extra base runners in addition to all the hits and, and homers that we've been giving up. So that was kind of rough by ta- Taiwan, but we still were looking good. Uh, we're leading 4-2 to two in the top of the eighth. Kimbrel uh, gave up another run. Seems like almost every time he pitches, he gives up almost one run uh, so far this year. So then we, going into the top of the ninth, we were leading 4-3, to three, um, and we bring in Sir Anthony to close it out. He got a quick out, uh, one out, nobody on, and then came the walks. Then came the walks. He walked two batters in the inning, gave up two hits, as well as a huge bases loaded, uh, bases clearing, bases loaded hit that gave Cincinnati its lead that ended with the final score of 6-4. to four. So really, really defeating loss on Sunday after the high that we left with the win on, on Saturday night, the complete antithesis on Sunday afternoon to give up the, uh, the blown save in dramatic fashion and then went one, two, three in the ninth, uh, strikeout, strikeout, and then I believe it was Bohm who hit a uh, opposite field shot to the warning track for the final out. 
So that was a rough way to end, but all in all, a uh, much better week for the Phils. So like I said, went 3-2, and two, and a lot of positives uh, to feed off of. Still, still aren't scoring a ton of runs. They went 4-2-5-3-4 this past week. So like I said, still, still got to pick the bats up, uh, put some more crooked numbers up, put more pressure let or take less pressure off of the pitching staff and the bullpen at this point. Um, so I wanted to focus in on some positive things as a three and six start obviously is nothing to get overly excited about, but we do have some good things happening. Um, the first thing, Bryson Stott. Bryson Stott has been phenomenal. Uh, he has 15 hits in their nine games so far. He is second in the National League at in batting average. He's hitting 429 through the first nine games, and he's hit safely in every game, so he has a nine-game hit streak. He is hitting it all over the field, and he has a 958 OPS to, to start. So very encouraging things from Bryson Stott so far. I don't, I don't see him regressing um, too much below the norm, rather, uh, Obviously, he's going to come back down to earth, but he could he's a guy that could hit close to 300 this year and hit a lot of doubles, get some stolen bases. So I like to I like him to potentially move up in the order as the season goes along and just uh, a really bright sign so far. Um, another guy, Alec Bohm, as was widely predicted in spring training and the off season, he has, so far has seems to have taken a huge step forward at the plate, hitting for a lot more power. Um, he, like I said, or uh, as we can remember, he had the big home run on opening day against Degrom, and he had another one on Sunday, which he just crushed it. As I mentioned earlier, so so far he's uh, has two home runs and a 9.52 OPS. So. Between Stott and Bohm, there's a lot to be optimistic about. And Cassianos, he has yet to hit his first home run, and he's still striking out a lot. But he has exuded a lot more patience at the plate, which has been very encouraging. And he already has six doubles in the first nine games, so he's still hitting for doubles. And I, I think overall you can see a very noticeable change from the Cassianos we got last year in his first year with the Phils. He already has six walks, which leads the team, and that is, uh, I crunched some numbers for you, and he's that's already 22% of his total last year. So he's already at 22% through the first nine games of his walks from last year. So uh, I think Cassianos, he's going to, it's, it's, it's a nice balance of patience and trying to hit for more power. So I, I like uh, the early return so far with Cassianos. Nothing phenomenal to start, but a noticeable change and a noticeable improvement. So those are three bright spots on the offense. Uh, Brandon Marsh is another guy who's looked really good in his seven games so far. Um, hasn't started all seven, but when he's come in uh, from from the offense, he's he's looked really good. He's made some bad base running mistakes that I went over last episode, and some bad outfield mistakes in center. But from the plate, he's looking like he's taking a huge step forward. So 
that was something we were really counting on coming into this year. The young guys taking noticeable steps forward, such as Stott, Bohm, and Marsh. And through the early returns, that is looking really positive so far. So hopefully they keep that up. Hopefully guys like Schwarber is uh, will obviously turn around his uh, his early struggles. Um, and then Real Muto's been solid. Like I said, had the big home run on Friday. And just need a couple guys to start plugging plugging more things in. We need we need to hit for more power, as I went over last week. And guys like Castellanos and hopefully even Stott will start hitting some homers. And yeah, it's kind of kind of grasping at straws with that right now. But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it comes to fruition. Um, Jose Alvarado has been just lights out. I would say looking like he looked when he came back from AAA in midsummer last year down the stretch, but he's looking even better. He's only, he's faced 13 batters and he struck out 11 of them. He's given up zero runs and even more glaringly zero walks, zero walks. So 13 batters, 11 strikeouts, zero walks. Alvarado has looked phenomenal. And he's a guy at this rate, the way our bullpen's going right now, which I'm sure everything will regress to the means in a little bit moving forward with guys like Sir Anthony and Soto and Kimbrell, which I'll get to in a minute. But as of right now, you really got to consider putting Alvarado at the closer spot or putting him in the most high leverage situations with the way that he's pitching. Um, just phenomenal stuff from Al- Alvarado so far. Bailey Falter has been uh, such a breath of fresh air uh, with all of our other, our top four starters really struggling so far, or our top three, I should say. Uh, Falter has come in and just really held down the 40 as most innings pitched uh, through two starts through the rotation so far. He's only gave up three runs in 10.1 inning, p- inning pitched. And again, most glaringly, zero walks, zero walks so far, far from Falter. So he, uh, he's a guy. He, he looks like a, a major league starter at this point. What he did down the stretch in August and September last year, and what he's doing so far with a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on him to stabilize things with the early struggles from everyone else. So Alvarado, Falter have been great. Andrew Bellotti is looking as advertised from last year. It doesn't look like last year was a fluke thus far. Only six innings pitched, but six strikeouts and six innings and zero runs so far for Bellotti. So he's been, he's held it down very nicely when he's come in and earlier in the games usually. But um, yeah, really, really, uh, what's the word? Optimistic so far about what uh what Bilotti's been able to show and then Matt Stram as I mentioned uh during our first win last week against the Yankees came in pitched four innings got four strikeouts only one walk uh didn't give up a run he he's looking like uh like I was saying in spring training he wanted to get 10 starts this year get 10 saves the 10 saves is looking less like much less likely than the 10 starts but uh, former starter hasn't started in a few years 
he uh, he had a really good game last week against New York, and that has that was very very needed. Obviously, came in through strikes, and we're gonna need him going forward, especially tonight uh, going against Al- Alcantara. So a big one for Stram tonight, but. Those are our seven bright spots, three on offense, four in the pitching that we can kind of hang our hats on so far and just hope that those who are struggling will continue to turn it around. Like I said, Nola and Wheeler had decent back bounce-back games from their awful first starts, but still nothing that I would say um, is anywhere near their potential, so... Some some guys playing above their heads and some guys playing way below it. And everything should start to balance out as the season moves on. Like I said, my biggest worry right now is is them hitting for power. Their slugging right now is leaving a lot to be desired, but it's a personnel issue. I mean, we have Cody Clemens as our everyday first baseman, at least against right-handed pitching right now. And... That's just not going to cut it on a team with pennant aspirations, World Series aspirations. Um, but what can you really do when Derek Hall went down? What? Uh, how much can we do? I'm still wondering why we wouldn't be interested in, in Darren Ruff for a fill-in situation right now. But I'm sure Dombrowski has his reasons and is thinking more long-term and doesn't want to overreact uh, to a start in the first 10 games of the year. So moving out of the positives into the reality of the struggles so far this season, our, our bullpen, I mean our pitching as a whole, but our bullpen, there's three of our top guys are just not looking like themselves at all. I know it's early, but Sir Anthony is really struggling with his command. He has four walks and four innings. And like I said, that's a common theme with almost all of our pitchers not named Alvarado or Falter right now. Uh, Bellotti and Shram, as I mentioned. But other than those guys, everyone is uncharacteristically giving guys free bases in, in big moments too. So Sir Anthony has, has four walks. His ERA is at 15.75 through his first four outings. Uh, Gregory Soto is another guy. Um, identically has four walks in four innings, and he's throwing a slider. Uh, the vast majority of his pitches that I've seen so far have been sliders, which he barely threw last year in Detroit because he said he, he lacked confidence in his grip. So that's something the Phillies are trying to work with him with. But it's kind of it's, it's been a struggle so far because we're trying to work through that with him as he's coming in in big high leverage moments. Um, in that uh, Garrett Cole Aaron Nola matchup, as I mentioned, he he came in, gave up a big home run and some other hits, and yeah, he's given up a number of home runs, a number of free batters, so that is concerning. Craig Kimbrell does not look like he's improved very much as the Phillies were hoping he'd have a bounce back year after. Overall, just a pretty uh, struggling year in Los Angeles last year with the Dodgers, in which I, it's been highly publicized, but he was left off the Dodgers postseason roster, and so far I can see why. He has five walks and only 3.1 innings pitched and has a 13.50 ERA, so 
three of our most high leverage relievers so far are just not cutting it. And another guy who is supposed to be coming in in big moments is now in the starting rotation. So a little bit of cause for concern with all three of them, particularly I think Kimbrell and Soto, real cause for concern. I still have faith that Sir Anthony is going to figure out whatever is lacking and he will probably be getting hot somewhere soon going forward is is my feeling on the situation but I don't I don't trust Craig Kimbrell and with Soto it just seems like a command issue I knew uh when we acquired him that that was his biggest concern was his lack of command uh really high velocity just very similar to Alvarado but yeah, he, uh, he just hasn't been getting able to get it right so far. And then, even outside the bullpen, our starters so far were a combined zero and four. We have zero quality starts in eight appearances. Even, even Bailey Falter, as well as he's pitched, still hasn't been able to get more than um, five and two thirds, I believe. Uh, so. Yeah, we're not getting deep into games. We're walking too many batters. We're struggling too much early in the games. And uh, so far, it's a work in progress. I, I, have, I have nothing but faith that Nola and Wheeler uh, bearing any type of unforeseen setback as far as injuries or anything like that. I'm sure that they will be able to right the ship soon, but we we need it soon. This is early on in the year as we're waiting on several key players to return from injury, which I'll get into in a second. It's it's pretty imperative that we find a way to scrape, scratch, and claw to stay at least treading water while we await our better players to come back and kind of stabilize things, such as obviously Harper and and Suarez and ultimately maybe down the line Andrew Painter but we have no idea what's going to happen there yet but we do have some reinforcements coming I mean Derek Hall uh, will be back eventually it's kind of up in the air as to when but yeah we gotta we got we need our best players right now to kind of snap it together and stabilize things and so that we can tread water like I said, Schwarber's gotta gotta figure it out. I think he only had his first walk of the year on Sunday, I believe it was. So he's uh, he's swinging a lot of balls outside the zone. He's swinging early in the counts, and we need better from him at the top of that order. And guys like uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, we're gonna have to start getting some quality starts. We need them to go deeper into games, give our bullpen a rest, so that it's not constantly under duress uh on a weekly basis we have a a we're in the middle of a stretch where we're not going to have any off days for a long time so we gotta keep some guys rested in that bullpen which we need uh guys to go deeper in the games and taiwan walker yeah he's just has not looked as advertised um he ended the year with new york last year not on not so great in a not so great fashion Uh, part of that was overblown because of one really bad start where he barely went into the game and gave up like eight runs so if you remove that start I think I touched on this earlier he wasn't as bad as the numbers would suggest but so far he uh he just gotta gotta work on his command gotta work on his command more um so 
I'm optimistic that all three of those pitchers will start to turn it around um, going into their third and fourth starts of the year. Kind of spring training was a kind of a little little rush. We didn't we obviously didn't get guys fully ready for the season, and we're seeing the ramifications of that now play out right in front of us. So, like I said, I'm optimistic that we'll get to turn it around. A uh, couple injury notes I'd like to touch on. Like I said, Derek Hall, Derek Hall, Derek Hall injured his thumb while trying to stretch what for Derek Hall should have been a single. He said he doesn't regret trying to stretch it out, but he should because he was out by a mile. He was trying to stretch a single into a double and tried to slide by the tag, and in doing so, he tore his UCL on his right thumb. So they're, they're looking like he could be out at, uh, close to two months. I was reading Bryce Harper had the exact same injury uh, at some point in 2014, and he ended up missing two months. And then Josh Harrison at one point in his career had the same injury, and he ended up missing only six weeks. So they're looking sometime uh, in June at this point, maybe mid-June, Derek Hall could be sidelined. So just what we ne- needed, like I said, Cody Clemens, everyday first baseman as of now. Um, so he could be back in mid-June, Derek Hall. Ranger Suarez has thrown multiple bullpen sessions as of today, and the tentative return right now is they're hoping for late April. Late April, more likely, I'm thinking, from what I was reading, and more realistically, sounds like sometime in May, Suarez should be back. So he can't come back soon enough right now. Uh, We could really use his calm demeanor and efficient outings right now to uh get back on track so i'll keep i'll keep tabs on any updates on on suarez i think he's planning on throwing another uh bullpen session on april 11th which would be tomorrow so i'll keep tabs on that ranger ranger uh no i just did ranger suarez christopher sanchez through a three-inning bullpen session the other day, and he uh, he they were really encouraged. He got up to 96 miles per hour on his fastball, which was down um, below 91 in spring training, and he, he averaged 93 last year. So he is progressing nicely as well. They they have him targeted for a late April return as well, so that could uh, that could help some things out potentially the bullpen or move Stram back to the bullpen get Sanchez in there for every uh, every few rotations through the starting rotation. Um, so they got him pegged for late April, and then Andrew Painter um, still has yet to throw. The, originally, they had an April 1st target, and there's really not too much talk about what's going on right now. I just know that he hasn't thrown at all, um, so not much of an update there on Painter. Um so looking ahead to this week's slate of games, we, we start off against Miami tonight. Um, like I said, uh, last year's NL Cy Young winner, Sandy Alcantara. Got to face him. Matt Stram has the bill against him. Maybe we can stretch Stram out to five-plus innings tonight, maybe around somewhere between 70 and 80 pitches. Um, hopefully 
nice and efficient again, uh, keep the walks to a minimum, and get some easy outs. It's going to be a really tough pitching matchup against the Marlins in this three-game series coming up. Uh, we really just don't get any breaks against against them. Um, like I said, Strand versus, versus Alcantara. Tomorrow, we have Nola versus going against Jesus Lazardo, who is another tough lefty. Like I said, I always hate lefty matchups for this team. So Lazardo, so far in uh, his two starts, he has 12.1 innings pitched. He's only given up one run, and he has 15 strikeouts. So that has disaster written all over it for the Phillies tomorrow. And so you'd think it would get easier uh, after the Cy, last year's Cy Young winner tonight. But just back-to-back, uh, really tough matchups for the Phillies tonight and tomorrow. Um, Wednesday, we have a 4 p.m. game. We got Wheeler going against Edward Cabrera, which Cabrera had a really nice year last year. He's got really electric stuff, and he traditionally pitches well versus the Phillies. So really, really tough pitching matchups for the Phillies. Um, We need our pitching to keep us into the game. Hopefully squeeze out a few runs against all, all three starting pitchers and then do some damage against Miami's bullpen is the hope. So I would be I would be very happy if we can win this series and take two out of three of those those games. And then we have a chance for a revenge against Cincinnati for stealing that one on Sunday for us. We got a four-game series over the weekend starting on Thursday. So we play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday against the Reds in in Cincinnati this time, and then we have we uh, we start next week on Monday with no days off against the White Sox, and I believe that's at Chicago as well, and that'll be a three game series Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we have an opportunity to get back on track if we can if we can beat the Marlins. Like I said, very tough pitching matchups. But then a nice four-game series against Cincinnati, who we obviously just proved that um, that we can beat and pretty confidently. And uh, we just need we just need certain guys to step up their game, um, who have been struggling and cost us several victories so far. Um, and I have confidence in them. The only guy that I'm I have I have confidence that Soto is going to figure out his command and will turn into a very big weapon for us this year Kimbrel Kimbrel is my biggest worry I I, I maintained in the offseason that I had wished for the, an identical contract that we just could have st- uh, stuck with David Robertson after what he did last year um, I thought he proved his stuff was still there he had a couple couple issues with command in the postseason run and down the stretch in September but overall I trust him a lot more than Craig Kimbrel so that is to be determined whether or not Kimbrel can refind um, issues with his command, start locating, and it could just be a stuff issue. His stuff just might not be nearly um, what it should be to compete at in the back of a major league bullpen in the in the later innings, I should say. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, we won two out of three, or um, two out of three. Went three and two this past week, so improvements after that 0-4 start. Heading in the right direction. We need to get guys like Schwarber woken up, and we need more power 
from the middle of our lineup and we need less walks from top to bottom of our pitching staff. So if we can shore up a, f a few of those things, we should continue moving in the right direction. I'm still hoping that we will, uh, I'm still confident that we'll finish the month of April um, somewhere at or slightly above 500 for the month. And we're trending in the right direction. And let's see. We'll see. Uh, I'm thinking, I think we get the win tonight against Sandy Alcantara and Miami if we don't beat up on him I think maybe we can get to the bullpen late in the game if we can at least get his pitch count up so that he uh doesn't get into the eighth inning then maybe if we can keep it at or around a one-run deficit or tied or a one-run lead we we should have a decent chance um tomorrow tomorrow's the one I'm nervous about we're gonna need Aaron Nola's a game I think to to keep us competitive against this tough left-handed pitcher in Lazardo, And then, um, yeah, I'm expecting a big game from Wheeler on Wednesday at the 4 o'clock start. And then hopefully we can take at least three or four, three out of four against Cincinnati over the weekend. And then I will be back next week to preview and talk about the White Sox series as well. And hopefully with some, some more positive updates, maybe, let's see, so we got... We got seven games, uh, all all seven days this week. Let's see if we're talking about Stott at a sixteen game hit streak to start the year next year. That that'd be uh that'd be pretty fun. Um, I really really love where his game's going and where it's all trending this year. So I think that's all I got for today. Um, enjoy the game tonight and have a great week, everyone. I'll talk to you soon.